0: Welcome to Classical Roots, the show that explores what classical education has to offer. Here's your host, Lulu Silesia.
1: Hello, everyone. Welcome to Classical Roots. I'm your host, Lulu Silesia. This is our first episode here, so it's going to be done a little bit differently than episodes in the future will. And this episode, I'm going to be interviewed by a good friend of mine, but in future episodes, I will be doing the interviewing, so um, a little bit of a flip-flop here, just so that you can get to know me and why I'm doing this show. So I've brought in Isabella Sheehan to interview me. Isabella, can you say hello? Hello. Isabella and I went to high school together. We took an art class together for two semesters. <laughs> I've written some questions. Isabella's written some questions. Um, so Isabel is just going to ask me some questions. Um, and so you can get to know why I'm doing this podcast and the journey that I've kind of been on to get to this point where I would do an educational podcast. So you can ask me the first question.
0: Okay. So Lulu, what is this
1: show about? So classical, this is kind of like the description. Classical Roots discusses the values, advantages, and joys of classical education in an interview style format with contributions from students studying in Hillsdale's Graduate School of Classical Education, Hillsdale College undergraduates pursuing a career in education, and leaders from K through 12 classical schools around the country. So that's kind of like the formal explanation, but basically it's giving me a student or I guess a college student now the chance to ask questions to people leading K through 12 or interested in K through 12 like classical schools about why they're interested in this kind of mission or fight whatever you would choose to call it um and so yeah that's what the show is about
0: um what did your k through 12 years look like and did you always enjoy school
1: so i've actually done a little bit of everything i've been homeschooled i've gone to public school i've gone to private schools and i went to a bcsi school so in kindergarten first grade i went to public school and then i was homeschooled in second grade Third and fourth, I was back at public school. Fourth and f- or no fifth, sorry, fifth and sixth, I was at private school, and then seventh through twelfth, I was at a BCSI school. Um, and for most of the time, I was in school. I hated school. Um, I remember getting in the car after school and telling my mom about how much I hated school, and she'd go, "Ooh, you know, when you turn sixteen, you can drop out." And so uh-huh. that's <laughs> that's what I always looked forward to. That's w- I was, like, counting down the days to turning 16 so that I could just drop out. Um, And then I went to, uh, I guess I can just say it, Atlanta Classical Academy, which is a BCSI school in Atlanta, believe it or not. Um, And I'm going to be honest. At first, it wasn't, like, a completely life-changing experience. (laughs) Middle school is rough for everyone, so 7th and 8th grade was a little bit hard. It's kind of changed, though. Um, And then I just started caring about my education, I think, especially over – Zoom school um, (laughs) when I like started to value my education which is kind of a long answer but K through sixth grade was no fun. I hated school. I (laughs) cried maybe not every day but I cried a lot after school because I struggled a lot and just did not enjoy it and then went to ACA and started to actually enjoy school and find teachers who enjoyed teaching and that kind of completely changed my outlook on education and now I'm pretty passionate about it so there you go. <laughs>
0: um, Why do you want to start the show and what does it aim at answering?
1: So I guess um, similarly to what I was saying earlier when I hated school I didn't understand why anybody would care about education and like what purpose it had at all. Um, I remember when I was little thinking about trying to start a petition to end school altogether. Oh, wow. (laughs) That was the dream. (laughs) And honestly, if you had talked to me in, like, anywhere from K through 6th grade and asked me if I would ever care about education, I would have laughed at you and (laughs) said, no, why would I ever, you know, care about education? Like, that's silly. It's stupid. I don't like it. And then now I do. So I think this aims at why telling students why they should care about education and what's important about it. And that it's not just something your parents or the government or whatever makes you do, but it actually has some end and the end is not just a degree, which is what I thought it was for a long time. So there you go.
0: What made you interested in this topic and what changed, um, to make you enjoy education?
1: I'm going to give all the credit to our teachers. Um, I think that they played a huge role in kind of my transformation, which you might be able to speak on a little bit too. Mm -hmm. Um, Especially the teachers I had in high school um, really changed that. And then again, like the teachers I had during Zoom school were still so passionate about it, even though we weren't in the classroom with them. Um, And like 11th grade especially, I was like realized that school actually matters and that, you know, like – And BCSI schools are really good about having the different courses kind of connect with each other. So, for example, like, we do American literature and American history and U.S. government all in 11th grade or junior year at ACA. And so then you see how, like, these classes connect. And you see that in, like, 9th and 10th and senior year, too. But 11th grade, junior year is really when I started to realize that and care about it. Um, And then I realized that the teachers cared. Um, which kind of was like a slowly progressing like thing. Like, obviously, Sheps always cared mm-hmm. just whether or not, like, you know, I could see that teachers cared really took until Zoom school for me to realize that. So I guess I'm kind of thankful for Zoom school, and that's kind of what changed it. Do you have any examples of what was different during Zoom school to
0: um, prompt that change? Okay,
1: okay. so... This is going to, this might not be the exact answer you're looking for, but so um, during Zoom school, we were put into advisory groups and I guess I kind of thought that that was kind of silly at first, but it was basically just a way so that we could stay connected with our like one teacher and then a handful of classmates during Zoom school and not be completely just in our room going from class to class. And there was still like a human connection and so I was put into Mrs. Stone's group, and I think that just, like, getting to know her and my classmates who are in that, like, on a personal level during that time was really, like, fundamental, and then, I don't know, even, like, our teachers, like, all of them were really great at just, like, taking a little bit of class time to tell, like, a story about their childhood or something like that, which, like, Up until coming to ACI, I didn't really realize that, like, teachers, you know, didn't live under the school or whatever, Uh you know. (laughs) So, like, Nudge telling us stories or whatever. Again, nobody's going to know who these people are, but just teachers telling stories um, is really a big part of, like, caring about your education, which is kind of silly, like, to think about or, like, maybe doesn't make sense to everybody. But I think, like, knowing your teachers is the first huge step in caring about your education and having good teachers like when I was at public school it wasn't that teachers were teachers because they actually wanted to teach it was they were teachers because it was like an easy degree to get which is like a loaded comment but I think it's often true especially in like public schools and so you have teachers who are only teaching because it's easy I mean not to say teaching itself is easy but like you know, it, it's not like that's what they're actually passionate about. It's yeah. just what they're doing. And so it's just it was missing a lot. And then you go to somewhere like I think this is true of most like Hillsdale charter schools, like where the teachers are extremely passionate about what they're teaching about. And like that passion is just contagious. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I just love that. I don't, I don't know if that answers your question, but you can ask another one. I
0: definitely agree. Um, What is your favorite part of classical education?
1: Again, I would have to say the teachers, which I know that's like probably not universally true, um, but I just love the teachers. And I think that it's almost always true that at a classical school, the teachers are really going to care. And then. Like, that just brings so much joy to the classroom. So then you go in and you're learning about the Constitution or whatever it might be. And, like, your teacher's just excited to tell you about it and then teaches at it in a certain way where you are able to learn. So, like, a big thing from high school was Socratic discussion, which basically means, like, open discussion which I guess again basically means (laughs) like in some classes it meant that the desks were literally facing each other and students would just talk to each other like I remember in ninth grade we were reading the Iliad and we just had to talk to each other and it was the scariest thing and you could feel your stomach turning and like Mr. Sheps was taking notes on who was talking and it was awful but like (laughs) come to come to senior year that was my favorite thing to do was open discussion and like when the teacher would step back and just let us talk um so like probably either the teachers are my favorite part about classical education which I feel like is kind of a cop-out answer because they're not the material itself but I really like like Socratic discussion which could even be implemented in like physics classes if if the teacher could do it right like the way we would just discuss Newton's first law or whatever.
0: I definitely agree with that what was your favorite class in high school?
1: I'd have to say my favorite class in high school was either American history, which you can probably guess what we discussed in there, or American literature. Um, And I liked American literature because it went hand in hand with American history, like the way we were going about the timeline, I guess. So in American literature, we read The Scarlet Letter, um, Huckleberry Finn. We read Flannery O'Connor, which, you know, That's just such a jump from Huck Finn to Flannery O'Connor. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah, definitely. You go from like Huck sailing on the river to like a dead or what is it? A good man's hard to find. And it's just completely 180 slap in the face. And then we spent, I think, almost a whole semester on all the Kingsmen. So I love that class. Um, I really grew to appreciate literature in a whole nother way. Not to say I didn't appreciate it before then, but. It was just much more lighthearted than what we read in, like, ninth and tenth grade, which was, like, the Iliad, the Aeneid, and Hamlet, and the Canterbury Tales, and stuff like that, so, yeah, but I really enjoyed that class, so.
0: Speaking of all the Kingsmen and Hamlet, um, I wrote my senior thesis about those, and about human responsibility, um, what did you write your senior thesis on?
1: Okay. It's a good question. I wrote mine on education and virtue. So, I used um Nicomachean Ethics, believe it or not, which is Aristotle, which if you're listening to this, you probably know that. Um and I used Tom Sawyer, not Huck Finn. Um I used I used to kill a mockingbird and I used of mice and men. And so I explored how those different characters used what they learned and like how that taught them virtue and then what that looked like afterwards so I think looking back on it that was most difficult to do with of mice and men um just because not to spoil anything but there's not a lot of virtue in that book but especially the closing scene I found that There, in fact, it was. And then just stuff like that. So I basically was just exploring like what Aristotle said and how that applied to like characters we're all pretty familiar with in literature and if they're actually able to be virtuous. And I feel like I learned a lot about virtue through reading those books and then reading them alongside Nicomachean Ethics. And then I think I learned a lot about education because going into it, I thought I knew a fair amount. And going into this podcast, I think I know a fair amount, but I know from that experience, that like I'm gonna learn so much, and that's kind of I guess this is a later. Oh, this is a question you asked earlier, but like another thing, this podcast aims at doing is just like not only educating like students, but also like there's so much that I could learn, and so like I'm just gonna be genuinely interested in all of this and enjoying it and learning a lot through that. So, like I was saying, going into my thesis, I thought I knew a fair amount about education because I had been learning for I guess at that time like 11 12 years going into my 13th year and then come to find out like education can look different and so like look so different in different ways if that makes sense so like you know it's not just going into a classroom and sitting down and having a teacher teach you something it can be something you learn from a friend or something you learn from a parent or something you learn from like just watching something online and being like, I don't agree with that and here's why and just stuff like that. So I thought I knew a lot about what it meant to like be educated, I guess, going in to my thesis. And I feel like I know even more now, but I'm able to acknowledge that there's so much more and that I probably know, what is the saying? The wisest man knows he knows nothing at all. That's me. I'm the wisest. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Um, But seriously, like there's so much to learn. And that's what I'm most excited about for this podcast is just learning more about education and learning more about why people are passionate about it because it's so different for so many people, but they all come to the same like tip of the iceberg if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um,
0: I've definitely noticed myself thinking about um my thesis and how that relates to my life, um, especially in college. Have you? Um, Since you've written and defended your thesis, how has that affected your life since, or have you seen it, um, those things that you discussed um, in your thesis come up in your day-to-day life?
1: Definitely, probably especially because I'm at Hillsdale and I wrote on education and virtue and used Aristotle, so that is honestly like a daily thing here is, well, Aristotle says this, Aristotle says that. I even quoted Aristotle to a Taco Bell worker once. And up until the point where I was started quoting Aristotle and I'm not going to bore anybody with what I was saying, but um, up until the point I started quoting Aristotle, he thought I was hilarious. And then I said it and there were no more laughs. And so I realized that maybe not everybody wants you to quote Aristotle to them, which is kind (laughs) of funny. Um, But yeah, so like I said, especially because I'm at Hillsdale, it comes up a lot, but also like. My advisor for my thesis, I was on the phone with her, and I was saying something like, I don't even remember the context, but I was like, this is so difficult. This is such a challenge. And she was like, remember your thesis? And then she used my own thesis to educate me, which (laughs) then I regretted writing my thesis. Always (laughs) fun. (laughs) Yeah. Bring that right back up. Thanks, Mrs. Stone. I know you're listening to this, so I'm calling you out. But, yeah, definitely, like, it comes up, and I – Like I talked a lot about like, you know, challenges and stuff and how you still have to be virtuous through challenges. And like, I'm just going to say what nobody's going to say. The first month of college is hard and there's a lot of challenges, whether that be remembering to do something as simple as like change your sheets, which is like just a stupid example. And like, I'm, you know, not my problem, but some people's problems. To, like, sectioning off enough time to doing your homework. Like, all of it's a challenge. To remembering to go to the to Saga to eat a meal. Like, <laughs> it's all just a lot, and it's all a challenge. And so, like, you're building up, like, virtues in that. So, like, perseverance and, like, talking to professors would be, like, courage. Like, stuff like that. Like, I definitely can see my thesis in my in my life just through stuff like that. Like, virtues are everywhere. So... I don't know. I guess that's just like, I hope that answers your question. No, that's really good.
0: Do you think classical education is the best form of education, and why?
1: So I'm going to have to say, I'm not going to yell, but a very excited yes, I think. I've, Again, like I was saying earlier, even going into my time at a BCSI school, I wouldn't have said this, but since spending so much time there, like, the way that discussions are held and the way that classroom is held, and like even like a fair amount of like lectures we had, all those kind of things are just like so fundamental to actually learning. And like the pressure that I think a classical education puts on the student teaches them so much. So like whether that be preparing for an open discussion or writing a paper or whatever it is, like it all is just so important to teaching the student. Again, it all comes back to virtue. Maybe that's what I should have titled this. But, like, it, it really does. I think, like, you know, when it's when it's difficult to write a paper, you have to... Perseverance is probably my favorite virtue. I say it a lot. You have to persevere. Also, I won the Perseverance Award, so it's kind of have to. Oh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, like, you have to persevere, and you just have to keep trying, and, like, you can't give up, which is just basically, like, a really dumb definition of perseverance like persevering through stuff like is what classical education makes you do like you don't have a choice Mm -hmm. you either persevere or you switch to another school and that sounds like really harsh but
0: that's just how it plays out exactly
1: exactly like definitely not proud of all my high school grades definitely won't be proud of all my hillsdale grades but like i don't regret any of the classes i took like that that plays into the perseverance, you know, which I think is a huge part of education. And I think from what I've seen, being able to put your head down and like learn what is difficult and read the Iliad in ninth grade and then follow that with the Aeneid. Mm-hmm. Like who thought that was a good idea? Just kidding. <laughs> I loved it. I think it's great that we did that. But like stuff like that, I think classical education really challenges its students in a way that not that other education doesn't and so I think therefore it's the best form of education because I'm gonna say it even though I've been here for a month but strength really does rejoice in the challenge (laughs) and so I think that's like what classical education causes students to do that's been classical roots um this first episode again is kind of weird but I've really enjoyed it and this is just kind of a get to know me so the future episodes will be probably a little bit more serious but yeah I'm just really looking forward to this I hope I can learn a lot. I hope the people listening can learn a lot. Thank you so much for listening. I'm Lulu Salacia, your host. This is Classical Roots.